All right, everyone, what is up? Welcome to the Schwegcast. You are listening to the very first episode, the first episode I've ever recorded. February 1st, 2017 is when the first episode ever is coming out. The very first episode. Better be proud of me, Mom. I finally have my own show. Speaking of my mom, happy birthday, Mom. Uh, Her birthday was on January 27th, so if any of you want to give a good shout-out to my mom, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, she is a great woman, and uh, she raised me, and I look more like her than my dad. So if that says anything, my mom must be pretty good-looking. <laughs> that's that's just uh, that's just how it is um, to be my mom. Um, so yeah, I have a show. Uh, I have a show now. That's amazing. I have my own podcast. I am on iTunes. What a freaking dream. Um, so basically, what I need you guys to do, like and subscribe my podcast. Liking and subscribing helps me like boost my channel and, you know, it gets a little uh, notice from the lords of iTunes and the lords of SoundCloud and yada 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 you know all that stuff and so just please like and subscribe write a review writing a review also does good you better like this episode i think you will uh it's a pretty good episode if i can say so myself and whatnot you know in today's episode i have my friend caleb james on uh fun fact me and caleb lived in the same hallway in the dorms when uh we were both freshmen, and uh, we get getting some good stuff, good stories about doing karaoke, and a lot of other fun stores, stories, so I need you to, uh, you know, stick around. You need to listen to this, me and him talk. He he tells some funny stories. All right, so many people ask me, uh, Sam, why do you have a podcast? That is a good question. Why did I want to start this podcast? Why do I think the world needs this podcast from me? I'll just, you know, I'll just uh, tell you right here. One thing, I have a degree in audio, plain and simple. I gotta start doing more with this degree in audio. I work on producing, and, uh, you know, I feel like I could spend more time doing more audio stuff. So, why not do a podcast? You know, it's fun. You know, another reason, uh, some people think I'm funny, you know? Uh, some people say, you know, you need to have your own talk show, you know? And uh, you can make funny jokes, and you have your funny friends on, you know, make some... Yada, 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 some funny stuff. And so, that's another reason. And I think the third and final reason why I decided I really wanted to do a podcast was, you know, there's not a lot of music podcasts out there. I mean, you got a ton of comedy, you got a ton of, like, spirituality-type podcasts, and, you know, life, do-it-yourself, do-it-yourself podcast. But, you know, they don't have a lot of music podcasts out there. And so, I really wanted to have an aspect to create a podcast where I could get other music friends of mine and we can just like have a good conversation we can talk music and you know just really get in depth with like what we're doing but I don't plan on just stopping with music I plan on you know going a little bit further so I'm gonna have other friends on I have in a couple episodes I have my friend Jonathan Bowles he is a phenomenal dude that you know he does two podcasts now two podcasts he does the slingshot show and he does, was it True Wrestling Fables? True Wrestling Fables. And I am just like super excited for him. My buddy Micah Christman, or as I like to call him, Big Guy, you know, he's working on a book. So, like that. I don't want to just stop it with music. I want to go further, see how far I can go 
with this show and I want to help promote my friends and promote other people and, you know, help them get some people to listen to what they do. All right, so we're donning 12 days from this episode's release to the nomin to not the nominations, but to the 2017 Grammys. And so, and you know, in these first five episodes, I do want to talk about those a little bit. So right now I want to talk about Album of the Year. So the nominations for Album of the Year, 25 Adele, Purpose Justin Bieber, Views by Drake, Lemonade Beyonce, and A Sailor's Guide to Earth, Sturgill Simpson. So this is a good category because I like all these albums. Like, indeed, I actually have listened to all these albums and I actually like all of them. Um, so my biggest thing is, like, who's going to win? So who I want to win, I'm going to have to say Drake. I really want Drake's Views to win because I love that album. Just I love Feel No Ways. That song is great. I, you know, it's just like the lyrics. I love Drake's lyrics. Like, I can't get over how great Drake's lyrics are. Um, actually, and then other one nominated in this category, Lemonade by Beyonce. That's a good one, too. I think that one's going to be a stronger contestant to actually win because Lemonade's good. But, like, I listen to Lemonade. I think they came out in, like, a week apart or something like that. I was listening to Lemonade a lot. And then Views came out, and I didn't listen to Lemonade as much as I listened to Views. So, no, honestly, I want Views to win. Sturgill Simpson's up there, but I doubt he's gonna win it's kind of like brian cranston versus leonardo dicaprio uh last year at the oscars i just don't think he stands a chance in this category but i feel like it's a phenomenal thing that he got nominated for uh, album of the year so in my opinion purpose was good too but who will actually win this award it's either gonna be adele or beyonce so i'm kind of leaning a little more towards adele because I feel like she's just like a hit after hit after hit with Grammys, you know? She's just a Grammy machine when it comes to it. But Beyonce is also freaking Beyonce. Like, what am I supposed to do? Someone who said countlessly that she would take me to Red Lobster is someone I would listen to. So, in my honest opinion, it's going to come down to Lemonade in 25. So that's my prediction on the Grammys. You can go to the next episode, and I will go to another category. All right, before me and Caleb uh, start chatting on the show, I want to talk to you about today's show's sponsor. Today's sponsor for this episode is Lapel Yeah. Lapel Yeah rhymes with hell yeah, as in give me a lapel yeah. They want to make pins that you want, and then they make the pins that you want. So, you know, that's what it is. The cool pins, a lot of wrestling theme pins, a lot of other things, they make custom pins. Like, it's super cool. This company was founded by my friend Jonathan Bowles, who on episode five, me and him start talking and we talk about all the cool things that he does. Lapelia is freaking phenomenal. I'm thinking about making some Sam Schwegler project pins. So, you need to go to them. Go to lapelia.com. If you want to buy a pin, today is your lucky day because with promo code SAM, S-A-M, you can get 25% off your order of lapels. So make your lapel, use the promo code SAM at lapelia.com, 25% off. That's free shipping on your pins. Go to lapelia.com, use promo code SAM, and get 25% off 
your pins. And all right, coming up on the show, I'm gonna talk with my good friend, Caleb. So stick around. This is the morning after a night of karaoke, karaoke fun. So, uh, Caleb, I want you to talk about the experience a little bit. Well, I got pretty drunk, threw up twice, I'm pretty hungover. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, as much as I remember, at least. Um, I mean, <laughs> I I remember I remember the whole night, so I'm okay. With that part of my life, I'm okay with it. It's just, it's just how it was. Do you remember? Do you remember what songs you did? Mm-hmm, I did uh, "Creep" by Radiohead, and "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" by Aerosmith. Yeah, you only did two. I actually got the chance to do three. I think it's the first time ever I've done three and not like actually had to. Uh... And then we did a group number, but I don't remember what that, that was. That was. Uh, God bless the USA. <laughs> Because we that was a prank for Brooke because she didn't want to sing a song so we put one in anyways. Did we actually do that? Me and Tim did. Uh, you because you were like no you were trying to stop me and Tim was kind of blocking it off. So basically I wrote it down. Wait, and, did you act, we actually sing it? Yeah, we actually did All sing it. Yeah, and <laughs> me and Tim were like super sneaky with like how we turned it in. I don't even remember that. God. So <laughs> so basically how we uh, how we did it was like because i was writing that i wrote brooke down and then you're like no and you were trying to stop me and then tim getting got in the way and so because i didn't break my seal until like i got back like to your apartment last night so i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of that um and so basically what happened was i wrote it down and then i snuck it to tim and so and then so like you guys would just assume i was gonna put it in but i didn't and so Tim went to the bathroom. So you saw him go to the bathroom, not turn anything in. They were like, "All right, he's not gonna do anything." Then when he came back, he gave it nice. to the DJ. So we like did it pretty sneakily. I kind of wish she would actually have gone out by herself and like say, "I'm proud to be an American." <laughs> but there was like some army vet. I think his name was Frank. And he oh yeah Frank. loved it. Dude, Frank was awesome. Frank's my favorite man. Does he come there every often? Thursday? Every Thursday. Every Thursday I've been there, he's there. He's like a dope dude though. And he sings, like, ancient country songs that all sound the same. You know, like that genre. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but Frank's cool, though, so he can get away with it. He sang with the Tommy and the Gang once. I don't remember what song it was, <laughs> but he, we convinced him to come up there and sing with us. That is awesome. And he didn't really know the song, but he went for it, and he was, he was dancing. <laughs> Dude, that's like the, the style of karaoke. I did Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. That was my sober one. My mm-hmm. most sober of the songs, and uh, I didn't realize how hard that song was. That song is very hard to sing because yeah. it's like half of it you have to scream a little bit. You have to like scream for like the whole song. Like you get past like the first like intro, and then you're like screaming the rest of the time. Yeah, I know. I because like, one of those that just kind of does chorus, another chorus, another chorus at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I guess my singing ability isn't just straight screaming, but... Uh, that's where I thrive. Yeah, no, that's why how you do better. If only uh, our our pal Andrew was... Oh. Uh, he's, like, the... He's a great one, because he always does, like, the classic rock ones, like, even the ones, like, I sometimes don't know, and then he just, like, kills them. You should have heard him do uh, Creed's Arms Wide Open one time. I feel like I could have been there, but... I don't know, but he had, like, the perfect, like, uh, like I don't know... You know that like I'm right old burn. Did that like every time, like the pin not. Yeah, he does the classic rock. So... I do the classic rock ones okay. Also, didn't realize how well he knew that song by Creed. Yeah, everyone like, you never like know everybody how knows the chorus, but it's like he knew the whole thing. So I was a little scared. Like, it's like how much you listen to Creed, Andrew? I was disappointed in how much I didn't know about uh, God Bless the USA. Because I, I, I remember us singing. Mm-hmm. I remember the four of us going up singing, but I don't remember singing that song. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think earlier this morning what song we sang as a group, and I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, it was God Bless the USA. And that doesn't, when, even when you said that, that doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I can remember you guys like talking about like joking that you signed up for that or whatever, but I don't remember singing. <laughs> I just uh Probably all those free birthday shots. I heard like the hills from Tennessee and I'm like, yeah, let's go Nashville. Cause you know, the town I've been living in for six months is now like my hometown like pride I have now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at no. least a couple drinks in. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, and uh for those of you who don't know, every time me and Caleb go out karaoke or anything, I always say it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. And last night it did pay off because we got free drinks out of it. Or we got free shots out yeah, of it. Yeah, I had three free shots. And yeah, that. And then Tim bought another one. I never feel like shots are a good idea. No. They're like never a good idea. They're never a good idea. Like I can never justify buying a shot. I, I always accept a free shot, but then I always realize it's not a good idea. It's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. I remember like because the... those are the parts that like, when you get like super drunk, and then you're like. How did I get so drunk? Those are always the ones that you forgot you did. You know, you're like, you're counting through all like the drinks you mm-hmm. had, and then you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> those shots. Yeah, that's, you always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just really happy that we went out to do karaoke, and I still have my voice the next morning. Guess mm-hmm. I didn't go as hard as I usually do, but I kind of felt like I did. I don't know, because I remember before I moved to Nashville, we did Bohemian Rhapsody, and then... <laughs> The YMCA, mm-hmm. which you need to tell that story because that's a that's a great, uh, phenomenal story I like to hear. Yeah. Um, so we went to this was at a different venue. We went to the garage for karaoke one night, and we ran into this this old like custodian that I worked with at the student union named Steve, and he is like the crudest guy you've ever met, but it's just kind of <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> talking about like banging Asian prostitutes when he was in the oh, war and st- like that it just story I, it's it's a mess um, but that's that could be a whole other podcast um, Steve <laughs> stories Steve. you just need to get him on this that'd yeah, be a that'd time. be a good episode I think. but I think he moved to some uh, some other country where cost of living was less something I don't remember <laughs> I like how it's just like a new country where cost of living not just a new town like a new <laughs> yeah country. it was somewhere like I don't know somewhere more Caribbean-ish that has like cheap cost of living and I was like alright <laughs> I don't know I ran into him like a few months ago and he said he was moving 
All right. But anyway, so we ran into him. And I don't know, he just like asking what we were drinking. And I don't know, Sam had this weird drink special called like the trash can or something like that. I was a few drinks in already. So and so that I had like a beer and my friend Mitch had a beer. And so he just like, I don't, he just asked what we were drinking. And then he just went up and got us another one of all those or something. And we got convinced by the hot bartender to do uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So we did it, of course. And then like we get done and, you know, with like, the epic duet of course of screaming the whole time and we get done and we go like go to like hand the DJ our mics back and he just like hand it back and was like go again and like throws on the YMCA which was just like <laughs> it's like what there was like a line you know there's like a list to order and he just like I don't, he's just like go again and YMCA and I don't know I guess he just really liked that song or right? he's either like a really cool dude or he's just like totally playing with us right now yeah yeah, I don't know. He seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, I I don't mind singing. I didn't mind singing again. Actually, I don't even remember. I think after that, that's when more of the drinks kicked in. Yeah, we uh, that was a good time. Then we did the YMCA, danced danced along and stuff. And then uh, afterwards, we went to Country Kitchen to eat. And we get into Country Kitchen, and Steve is there. <laughs> He's just at Country Kitchen somehow he's like, so we lost him like at the night he left the bar and then we just we go to country kitchen they sit us at a booth we like uh and all of a sudden he's like in the booth like right next to us facing the other direction he just turns around it's like what the hell it's steve so then he just he just like tells us more like crude stories loudly <laughs> in a country kitchen just like oh it's so good i think he was talking about the time he uh took his like um oh I don't, ex-wife's like kids to the circus and he punched a clown and then he got Popeye's chicken on the way back I think that was the story he was telling Steve if you're listening to this podcast please uh email the schwedcast at gmail.com so I can get you on an episode because this you seem like the person I don't remember you too well because of alcohol but you seem like a person i need to have on this podcast so please he please. said yeah he, uh, he said he apologized to his wife not for punching the clown because he deserved it but he was sorry the kids had to see it <laughs> <laughs> he's like i've warned the clown i told him to back the fuck up but <laughs> oh my <laughs> sitting there honking his nose and shit he's <laughs> like you back the hell up <laughs> Just like, and this is years before like the whole creepy clown in the forest situation. <laughs> yes, this was like he told me this story like a year ago, and then the story actually took place somewhere like ten years ago. Oh, <laughs> because that bitch of an Ash White cheated on him, so <laughs> <laughs> so he punched a clown. No, that was, but they're not together anymore because of I can't imagine why she. <laughs> I don't know. Steve, please contact the Schwedcast. But he had been... On. But I don't know if he moved or not, but he had been living in, like, Crestridge because it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. And he said his his neighbor was trying to bang him. But she was married. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, like, trying to think of, like, cost of living because, like, Warrensburg isn't that bad to, like, live in. He must want to live real cheap. Like, I... Like, in Mom's basement. Like, I... Moved to the Caribbean because of cost of living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just a new town, just like... Hold on. That seems like a whole ordeal because you have to get like a new visa and stuff like that. When his 
That story may have been longer ago because I feel like it was quite a while ago. Well, I think he's had multiple wives. That makes more sense because, I don't know, it seemed like in the 80s at some point when his, like, first wife, I guess, like, they were splitting up. Mm-hmm. He was worried she was going to get, like, part of his money, so he just withdrew it all and left and went to Australia for a year. <laughs> <laughs> that... <laughs> Is there? Can you get? I guess you can't get in trouble with that since you're married. But he's mm. that savage, Steve. <laughs> and then he had some good stories from Australia because oh, I don't know. He was twenty or thirty something, and he just uh, I mean, he had a ton of money then because he just had all this cash because he was in the army mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. And so then, but he said he like never really bought groceries. He just ate like these weird like meat pie things. They're like <laughs> microwavable. And like beer is like all he had, and he said he was going out one night, and there was this like I don't know, it was like this weird thing where like he lived between like two like things of bars, you know, mm-hmm. like there were different directions or like or maybe he didn't leave between them, I don't know, but there was like there was like this one group of bars that closed earlier and then there was another group of bars that wasn't too far away that would close later so like everybody would just kind of like after those closed they'd migrate to the other set and so he was doing that one night and I guess he had been uh you know he ate like a shit ton of those like meat pies and beers so like his you know stomach was just like already diarrhea at that point he said so he was like making that walk back and he was pretty hammered and um he just like didn't he decided he decided he was about to shit himself and didn't think he could make it back to any place with the bathroom so he just kind of like he just kind of like uh snuck behind this little like shed and was just gonna like prairie dog it yeah yeah but it was just like straight diarrhea so it kind of like splattered all over and he had like he said he was wearing like you know it was the 80s so he had like white shorts and boat shoes on or something so it just didn't go well and he said like mid squat like this like couple walks by and just kind of like sees him and stares at him and he just like what the fuck you looking at it's like uh, when dogs stare at you when they make poop so he said he just took his shirt off and uh, tied it around his waist walked back to his place showered changed and then went back to the bar <laughs> god meat I'm trying to like I assume these things like come in a can you have to like open the can up and then like I'm assuming it's more like a like one of those like frozen pot pies but just like shepherd's pie or something more you know god how is he still alive I don't know god. every I don't think I've ever seen him without like a uh Oh, I don't know what they call it, but like the giant ass drink from like break time. <laughs> that. And I just assume it's spiked all the time. I would, yeah, like what else? He's he's a character. He would like. I remember when he was working at the union that he would like. I would see him, and I'm I'm not afraid of the wrong people hearing this because I think he already got fired, so it's not a big deal. But <laughs> he would just spin like two hours on the phone on the clock just like talking to somebody (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he got like I guess he got like reported to HR because he like um I don't know on some 
lady that he worked with, like Facebook, said something, and he like posted a picture to elephants fucking on like the comment thread, and she got really upset. Two dolphins? Elephants. Oh, elephants. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's better. As, yeah, it's obviously not as bad as two uh, dolphins. But she got like really offended. Oh no! Now I remember what it was. Oh, that's my uh, Christmas clock. Though. I don't even know if it might make it in. I don't know what place Christmas song is on. Uh, <laughs> what, what song is that? The Noel, first, first yeah. Noel, yeah. Um, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't elephants banging. It was uh, two elephants that like. He said when like it was small, like it just looked like two elephants. Mm-hmm. But as you like it, once you like opened it you saw like their trunks and their trunks were intertwined and they just like turned into dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This guy is... (laughs) This... Oh man. I I wish I would have remembered him sober. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This guy like... He might be my favorite person ever. I think this guy's a legend. He made work a lot better. Oh my gosh. It was very hard, though, if you actually had to get work done to, like, get away from him because he would just tell stories mm-hmm. forever. There was the time that when he was in the Army, I think he was in, like, Korea or something. There's some great stories about Korea. Um, one of them was... I just assume he was in the Army, but it wasn't, like, the Korean War. It was just randomly in Korea. <laughs> now he was in the Army, and uh, he would always sneak out of the barracks at night because that's, like, what you know what you did i guess but mm-hmm. um but like him and this uh him and his like buddy would like uh gonna go like i don't know i don't know how korea works i guess you can get like drugs and prostitutes in the same spot yeah i, I don't know <laughs> korea it's a little so, more economical than the u.s so they had they went to like this uh <laughs> whorehouse i guess and they had this, I don't, it, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was like this little vial of green stuff that you like drink. And I guess it like coats your stomach. So that way, like you can do more drugs or I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, they're doing that. And they had, they were at the, like, I don't know. They got these prostitutes and they were doing drugs with them and shit. But then his like his friend who's also in the army died. Just like died there. Oh God. So, he didn't know what to do, so he just left. Because <laughs> he couldn't, he didn't want to, like, he couldn't, like, report that, I don't know, he couldn't, like, report that he was dead, because then yeah. it would, he would, they would know that he was sneaking out of the barracks and with prostitutes and doing drugs. So, he just, like, had to leave him there and go back. Jeez, that's, like, it's like a nightmare for me. It's like... A friend and he dies. was just like laughing as he told the story. Is like the weirdest part. Jeez, Steve. <laughs> He's like, I just, I just had to, I just had to like leave him there. I was like, I didn't know what to do. That's like, it's not a, like a funny story. No. To tell. <laughs> I guess it's not really funny. I'm like, yeah, no, no shit, Steve. Like, it's not real funny. The one that is funny though is he was talking about how. Um, well, he started the story by telling about how there was this one time that it was he woke up, um, woke up from being like passed out on a train on a Sunday at the neutral zone, getting like told to people with the guns to get off. The, and then he like goes on to start telling this other story. I thought didn't think they had any correlation because he's talking about like going on a Friday night and like he ran into these like 
this like Asian like I don't know drug leader guy and he was like buying him shots of this weird like Asian alcohol that he said tasted like cat piss but it got you real drunk or something like that mm-hmm. I don't know um, but he's talking all about that and then he was telling all the story and he like th- then he got in like a fight and all that and then like and then he's like and then the next thing I remember I woke up on a train or on a bus at the neutral zone covered in my own throw up and I'm like what and he's like I and then I he's like I lost two days Jeez. <laughs> he just didn't remember two days and I guess he just got on that bus and like passed out and rode it for like two hours and <laughs> threw up on himself. Was it? Uh, I don't. Oh, another crazy character we met doing karaoke, Alex. Oh, you need to yes. you need to talk about Alex. You're you're just such a better storyteller than I am. So you gotta you gotta tell these stories. Well, Alex, Alex goes back a ways. So. I think it was back in my uh, my freshman year, which Sam and I lived in the same dorm back then. So me and my roommate were just hanging out in our room, and the door was open, and this guy comes in, which, to give you a little backstory, because I don't do the greatest impersonation, so you can, I just want you to be able to hear it. Um, he's like Cambodian with a speech impediment, so like a heavy Cambodian accent with a speech com- impediment, if that if that can kind of get you there but he just kind of like stops in and he's just like kind of like hello and we're just like oh hey what's up man and he's like Alex and I'm like oh hey what's up Alex or something and I was just kind of like asking him like hey like oh you go to school here and he's like no and we're just like oh okay like he said he said he used to and he was like about to go back to grad school or something and so we're just like, oh wow, that's. Or I think we asked him first if he lived there, and he's like, no. And then we're like, oh, um, you know, do you go to school? And he's like, no. And we're like, okay, this is getting creepier. And then it was just like, I don't know. And that I was just kind of all that was going on. And I was like, I just kind of want this guy out of my room at this point because he also looks older. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't look really like a student necessarily. He's not like super old, but he looks at least like mid to upper twenties. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I don't remember. I had some kind of distraction to. Bro, I probably sent him down to Sam's room or something. I don't no, know. I, he never came to my room because I didn't meet him till like <laughs> sophomore year. Okay. Well, anyway, I I kind of just like sent him out somehow, and then I went down to the front desk and said that there was this random Cambodian guy that doesn't go to school here that's roaming the dorms, <laughs> and I think they call public safety that. Point. That's like a big like red flag. Yeah, that's a big red flag. You're not really supposed to be in the dorms if you don't live there, especially if you don't even go to school here. I don't even know or if you're, if you're invited by somebody. I don't even know. Are you even like allowed to like be in a dorm that isn't your own? Like, I think if you're welcome there, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to just like float around if nobody, if you're not like invited by somebody mm-hmm. to go. But, and then he would. Uh, uh, I'm in the music fraternity here, and he would show up, find me alpha, and he would show up to like all of our like free like recruitment events so it's sam too but but like, people at least knew sam <laughs> i at least, and was, he like at least a... was a student so it wasn't like unfeasible for him to think that he could join it was just really awkward when you're at this like recruitment barbecue and people try to talk to this guy and he says he's alex and and then you ask him like what his major is and then he tells you he doesn't go to school here and then it's like okay <laughs> well enjoy your burger alex <laughs> like you're just like well, the, that's when I first met him was at, like, the Fine Mu Alpha barbecue. And uh, and so 
it was like I knew most music people, but I didn't exactly know everyone in Pine yeah. Alpha because like it's not all music people in Pine Alpha. And so he just comes up and he's like, "Hey," I'm like, "Hey," and then we like have a, this really bad conversation, <laughs> and I'm just like. I just assume he's gonna like try to recruit me because that's just what they all did. I mean, like that's the day I met Andrew, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so just like you know, I just assume they're trying to recruit me. And I'm like, well, I'm like, and this is before you were even in it because you were just like, I'm just gonna go all the free stuff and yeah, see. And then you actually joined, and so they actually got you, but they didn't mm-hmm. get me because I'm a, I'm a catch. Not every I'm not that not Nailed everyone it. can have. Nailed <laughs> it. They tried. They they pressed me on. But yeah, so that there was that, and then um, he also f- for a while I don't know if he still does. Basically, it seemed like he ran a uh, a pool business out of the music library computer lab, which was yeah. very odd. Um, I just remember uh, um, he was just in there all the time, and you'd hear him talking about like sending somebody to training in Oklahoma for the pool and talking about like <laughs> the prices of like above ground pools which this guy does not seem like he could has the brain power to be able to function a business but I don't know um, very strange cat I remember one time I was in there with a friend and he sat right next right down right next to her we were the only two people in the computer lab and he had to sit like right next to her mm-hmm. and then just starts saying like he was just like 7-Up Sprite Coke 7-Up Sprite coke and i'm just like what the fuck man like i was so creeped out like i like i and i already like kind of knew of him so like i guess it would have been even scarier probably for her because i don't think she knew who he was but who, who was it it was lynn i don't <laughs> even better just sitting there just like seven up i was like what are you doing like he wasn't on the phone he wasn't anything you just saying random sodas i don't know we didn't have soda. He didn't have. I don't. I don't know. He was just because they're both different, uh, like companies. So, but but they're like the same soda. So it's like he's just trying to decide. Oh uh, yeah, I guess. The two. Yeah, like Sierra Mist. I don't. Know. Like yeah, I would have gone like either Sprite or Sierra Mist, not Seven Up. Seven Up's kind of like the worst one of all three. Seven Up's like the one you drink when you're sick. Yeah, because I think cause that has the special agent powers. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So one time, because you know I worked for like the jazz librarian, so I had to like do all this like copyist work mm-hmm. so like in like the first semester i was hired on like i was not i didn't have finale on my computer so i always had to go to like the music lab to work <laughs> and so it was like one saturday because like no one was ever there on saturdays it was always like every night and every day like there's always like a ton of people in there but it was a saturday and the only people two people in there were me or three people me steve wasco yes. which for those of you who don't know is a very very old student Mm-hmm. Very weird. Caleb probably has some good stories with him. Nice mustache. Yeah. <laughs> One time for a uh, National Association for Music Educators, we were just getting together for a group picture, and they told us to squeeze closer together to get in the picture better. And um, S- Steve told a young student that had to get closer to him that if, if you get any closer, they're going to have to buy him dinner first or something. <laughs> And it was the most awkward thing <laughs> that I think I ever experienced. <laughs> he was like a good violin player, but he always played like slightly out of tune. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like when he came out for student recitals, it was just like, well, here comes, my, yeah, here that, comes the headache. That's, yeah, every string player. 
I mean, if it was just him by himself, I would have probably enjoyed it. <laughs> but... Yeah, when they play it, when they, when, you don't realize how out of tune string players are until they like get in a compass, yeah. and then like, well, I know the piano is in tune. So. <laughs> anyway, was Alex in the computer lab? Yeah, Alex and Steve and. <laughs> Steve wasn't even using a computer. He was on, like, his MacBook in the computer lab. At, like, the one empty desk in there. Nice. So, it's like, no point for him to even, like, be in there at that point. And I don't think, like, it's even closed on the weekends, I think. So, like, and, like, so I have access to it, like, 24-7. Because <laughs> it was, like, my school job. But I don't know, have no clue how they got in there. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've seen him, Alex, in there before when he... I thought it was closed as well. I think, I I don't know if he just kind of like camps out there until like someone like you with access like pops in there and then he just kind of mm-hmm. like sticks his foot in the door and hides out for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I also don't know if he has a home. <laughs> I heard he did, but uh, I don't know. Uh, another Alex story. Bring it all back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went to the garage of karaoke one time and he was there and. Um, there was the usual Southern draw lady DJ that was doing it. And Our, that was like that. My that's like my favorite DJ. Yeah, she was great. Um, she'd always like flirt with all the college guys, and it was very weird because she's old. And I don't know. I don't care. Attractive. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not like it's you know it's like the how was, females want guys hit on. There was that like one flirt, but not like mm-hmm. do anything about it. <laughs> well, there's that one real drunk guy that he came up to sing and just had like a beer spilled down all the way his front of his shirt <laughs> and he was singing tiny dancer and didn't really know it very well um a lot of tony danza and then <laughs> then all of a sudden he starts like taking the microphone and like swinging it between his legs like it's his junk and then he like goes over there and like starts slapping it on her <laughs> maybe my favorite guy ever and it's real funny because I ran into that guy some other time at the bar and he started talking to me and he wasn't that drunk. And it's like, God, you don't know what I know about you. <laughs> He's like a professor. He got his like a degree, like five degrees from Harvard. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> All right. So at the Alex. That old. Uh, but yeah, Alex uh, was there. And well, the way it works is you like sign up for songs on a piece of paper and you go hand it. And then there's like an order, you know, like, yeah, like how every karaoke. every karaoke works everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Well, basically, I don't know. He was getting pissed that he wasn't next or something and was going up there. And she's like, you know, uh, she's like, well, y'all, where the hell, there's an order. And then he's like, but I'm Cambodian. <laughs> and she's like, I don't give a shit if you're Cambodian. There's an order. You're going to wait. <laughs> and he gets like, I don't know. He gets like super pissed. And basically, uh, like the bouncers have to like come over and like kind of detain him. And I just, me and like Andrew just start like chanting, kick him out. <laughs> yeah, I think I joined into him. But I think, I think someone got him and like made him drink water or something like that. Yeah, somehow they didn't kick him out, which I don't know. He was making a scene. And I, I don't know if he ever actually buys alcohol. So I would have just kicked him out. I don't think, I think he was, he was drunk, obviously, but like. It's hard to tell when he's if he's drunk. It's yeah. hard to tell when really weird people are drunk, because yeah, it's like, are you true. drunk or are you just your normal really weird self? <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take a break to listen to our music sponsor, and when we get back, I'm going to talk about the package Caleb got today in his apartment. 
This week's artist sponsor is the Matt Cook Collective. The Matt Cook Collective is an extremely eclectic group of musicians from widely different backgrounds within music, consisting of members living all across the Midwest. They come together to create beautiful, improvised music with roots from modern jazz to hip-hop to avant-garde. I saw these guys back, I think, December of 2015, and they were a phenomenal uh, group of guys to watch play. They're just extremely talented musicians. I played in the our big band at school with Matt and their bass player, Nick, and I always know that they're extremely great people to play with, and they always rock the house every time I play with them. And uh, every time they play, they're awesome groups. They did a Daft Punk cover, uh, and I thought that was really cool. Daft Punk is awesome. And uh, the song you're listening to right now is Underglow by Joel Gordon, and uh, it was performed by the Matt Cook Collective, obviously. And you can find that song on their latest EP, which is on all those streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, you know. And they even have physical CDs, you can find them on that. And they're currently working on a new album that's coming out in June, so go like them on Facebook and go check out all the stuff they're doing. This is Underglow, written by Joel Gordon. for listening to this song as always if you are an artist and you want to get on this artist sponsor spot you can always email dschwedcast at gmail.com for further info thank you and let's get on with the rest of the show all right so caleb uh i stayed the night with you last night since i'm out of nashville and i'm in warrensburg so uh what did you get for in the mail? Um, I got my uh, pumpkin suit, <laughs> fashioned after the um, Tom Hanks David Pumpkins SNL skit. Um, probably the single greatest purchase ever made because I got it for fourteen dollars off eBay. And it's not that bad for like. No, and it weirdly fits me better than like my regular suit, which is good because I probably wear this more often than I should. Not just on Halloween. Dude, if only uh, you we were still in music school and like 
we were actually like we still did student recitals and stuff like that like you could wear that oh I, I would so wear that for performances I'd, I'd be doing my, my Barney Stinson and uh yeah that would be that'd be something yeah we'd get I'll probably wear it to like all our fine me for recitals and stuff yeah cause you saw that yeah I would definitely Every, anything I have to like dress up for that I don't care about not, not I don't care but that I don't care about like it's not like professional or anything. I'll just I'll mm-hmm. whip it out. It's surprisingly comfy too. I like it. Yeah, anything I don't have to be like professional for, but I have to dress up. Like I always wear the duck tie. Yeah, that's gonna be nice to wear to weddings and stuff too. Yeah, I wore the duck tie to graduation. Yeah, you did. I had to stand out from everyone else. Wore my chucks and my <laughs> duck tie. Ugh. Excuse me. I wonder if you guys can hear my burps on the podcast. I hope so. I hope so too. So, David has pumpkins. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big I kind of want the costume too now. Well, you have to tell me like you have to tell everyone like the reviews because you're telling me about because like just eBay and Amazon reviews are always hilarious. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, well because there wasn't you know when you buy stuff on eBay there's not a lot of like detail <laughs> and like size stuff so like especially when you're buying a full suit that's like sized as just large. Like, you know, yeah. it's kind of ambiguous. So, mm-hmm. um, I found it like on Amazon, like the same suit and stuff. And I was like looking at the size chart and then I like went down to the reviews and there was like, uh, you know, there were some that were really helpful, like a guy that was telling it's like his, his height and weight and how, how well it fit. And so I was like, Oh, you know, like it should fit. But then there was this one guy that was like complaining about like the suit quality it was just like, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, it kind of feels more like a costume than a suit. It's like, <laughs> it's a fucking like pumpkin printed suit. Like, what do you mean it feels more like costume? It is a costume. Like, and then he was like, uh, he was complaining about that. And then he was complaining about how it didn't have like uh, belt loops on the pants. <laughs> well, the pants are damn elastic. Like, because again, it's a costume. Like, I don't know, like... Like, I don't think this guy really got it. I think he was wanting a quality suit that just happened to have jack laners all over it. Like, <laughs> like what is he? I don't know. But. David S. Pumpkin still haunts me to this day. But yeah, he only gave it like one or two stars. <laughs> Other than that, the reviews weren't bad. It's not exactly like the uh, Tom Hanks one because it does have like a lot of this like leafy green stuff mm-hmm. between the pumpkins. Which, I don't know, might add a little character to it. But, like, I was about to fork out, like, the 100 for, like, $100 for, like, the real deal one. But then I found this one that's, like, close enough for $14. I was like, yeah. uh, yes, please. Like, I can buy six of them now. <laughs> I want. Yeah, there's a, that guy's probably just like, you know, I need a suit I can also wear to work and on Halloween. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just really, I was looking for a cheap suit. You know, the one that expensive just to add to my wardrobe. This is the quality on this. It's not good. <laughs> Nothing, uh, I think. The- it's really not bad, though, because, like, uh, it has, like, you know, it has, like, the buttons on the sleeve and, like, the mm-hmm. like the vents on the back were still sewn shut. Like, some guy, the guy that wore it, obviously, he said he only wore it once on Halloween. He, he didn't even, like, take that, like, tag off or whatever. But Yeah. First of all, like, who would want to get rid of this? That's like yeah, you wore it once for Halloween, but there's a lot of Halloweens left in your life, buddy. Like if nothing else, 
Yeah, because I'm now on like the Ron Swanson of it all, where I just like have one Halloween costume and I just wear it every year. Yeah. Which I think like if you like kind of want to be dressed up, but you know, but you're also kind of like I'm not really that into costumes, and also you don't want to buy a new costume every year. It's like buy one costume and wear it the rest of your life, so that way you're having fun, you're part of the group, you're not just kind of like a sourpuss or whatever they thought. Just like you don't have to just exactly. have one costume. And I think this is the perfect costume for that because mm-hmm. one, it's warm, so you're not gonna like freeze your ass off like I did for Aladdin a couple years ago because oh, I wasn't wearing a shirt and like my pants were made of a sheet. Like that was cold. Um, yeah, and then like two, like I said, like you know, you're not like yes, you're in a Halloween costume, but you're not like over the top in a Halloween costume. Yeah. So say you go to a party or a bar. Where like nobody else is dressed up, <laughs> you do not stick out that much. Because really, you're just wearing a suit. <laughs> what was it? Our junior year of college, uh, I was like, "Are you gonna dress up for classes today?" And I was, you were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, so I'm gonna dress up too because like, if like I know at least one other person is, it's not gonna be too bad." And turns out we were the only two people <laughs> dressed. <laughs> up. We were in music history class, which had a, like a good like 30, 40 students in it. <laughs> And we and Caleb were the only people dressed up. I don't up. remember what I wore. For you that. were Harry Potter. I remember that. Ah, uh, yes. I was uh, my friend Micah Chrisman, who will be on another episode very soon. It's one of these five that I just released. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, it was always like it was always. I always thought it was fun to dress up in Halloween two mm, class. Yeah, especially like. Because, like, yeah, most of my classes I knew everybody in, mm-hmm. but it was always, like, really awkward for that, like, one gen ed or, like, mm-hmm, the walk yeah. to class. Mm-hmm. Especially if your costume was a little crazy. Yeah, because I was Micah, and so, I, like, I just had, like, a fake beard. <laughs> I was just dressed up like him, and... And so nobody knew what you wore either then. Funny <laughs> like, enough, that's the day I met Adriana, Forrest's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she was in Micah's class, because he was a grad grad assistant teacher. Uh-huh. And so, like, at the end of his class, I just walked into his class and was like, I'm the real Micah Chrisman. <laughs> <laughs> this man is an imposter. <laughs> and, like, Adriana thought it was hilarious. And then, like, we... And then it was Forrest's birthday. I never met Adriana, but I knew Forrest pretty well. And so I was over. It's like, wait, you're friends with Micah, right? I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, I was in his class. And so then now we're, now me and Adriana are like best friends now. Yeah. So all from that. I'll, I'll, it just went uphill. What from did he teach? He talks like public speaking or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which like he was the reason I didn't take public speaking. I took oral interpretation. Which was great. That was like my favorite class. Do I love oral interpretation. You, okay, yeah, well, you, you, you were the Dr. Glover. Yeah, that's who I had. Yes. You, you, you told me to like. Yeah, just take her because, like, if you just use a voice at all, then you'll be good. I'm like, yeah, yeah she, I can do a couple dude, impressions. She just loved all the guys. Like, if the guys, like, put in any effort, she just would, like, oogle over them. But then, like, she was kind of hard on the girls. Yeah, my <laughs> class was, like, five guys and, like, the rest were girls. And there was, like, a good 20, 25 of us in the class, so. There was a, the first, like, the first, basically what oral interpretation is, is you just read other people's writings and you just interpret it with your voice mm-hmm. you know it's basically just like reading scripts um but our first assignment was just to find a small excerpt from anything like mm-hmm. it could be from a book it could be from like a play or anything and just read it so we can get comfortable doing it yeah and some guy mm-hmm. in my class gets up there and <laughs> he reads an excerpt from 50 shades of gray <laughs> 
it was like the second third day of class so like this is like the ballsiest thing like i think i've ever seen anybody mm-hmm. do because i don't think he knew her i don't think he like knew this was kosher yeah but he was just like and because the very first words he's like he's because he's just like i'll be reading an excerpt from like uh 50 shades of gray by like something james is it or yeah. i don't know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and everybody just just like you can just kind of like feel the tension because everybody's like what and then like the first words he were like he's like then he rubbed my clitoris and like <laughs> like props to the dude he held it together fairly well without laughing through most of it because everybody I... in the class was busting up and she loved it which was like and he just like crushed in that class from then on he wasn't even like good at it but he just like crushed and he picked weird things like his next like next one like his novel one he did like it like the uh, Stephen King like yeah. he did a section from it I don't know he did weird stuff he nailed all of it he did then we had that one the, the we always there's always like the theater kid that's way too gung-ho about it Did you have yeah, one we of those had, we had one of those but she was actually like good yeah ours was just kind of annoying mm. it was like Bobby mustache he was in a couple of musicals you might know Bobby okay I don't know he's in Drowsy I wasn't I didn't do anything with Drowsy I only did it my hmm junior and senior year which like i think about it now it was like that's three music i did like three what musicals. was the one after the drowsy what was the next that was year? pirates of penzance oh maybe what Jake was the one George. after that uh wedding singer and then spring awakening but that's gotcha. like the one they did two in a year did you see drowsy chaperone yeah i saw my friend he was like the adolfo guy the weird guy in the one that okay was like, well, adolfo. remember that i don't Man, know that was like four years ago. that was a good like, musical Man, i barely remember that uh but yeah, I ended up doing like three musicals in like the time period of like a year, which is like, <laughs> which isn't too bad for like the pit musicals. Yeah, but it was like, I look back and I'm like, how did I survive? <laughs> I should audition for a Wedding Singer, man. That would be like my dream role is to play yeah. Adam Sandler, man. Yeah. Dude, they're trying to get like actual, <laughs> they're trying to get actual like music people to do, because I think someone tried to convince me to audition. I know you were convinced to audition, almost to audition. It's just like impossible to do it. Like, because, you know, it's, there's so much time commitment. It's like, yeah. you know, you're there five hours a night, five days a week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and if you're a musical theater major or a theater major, your professors understand it and they go easy on you during like play season, you know, they yeah. don't give you, but if you're not, your teachers don't you're care. Just music, they, don't, yeah. they don't care. They don't know. And so it's like, well, you can't do any other activities. You can't even like go to the gym at night. You can't like, mm-hmm. like hang out with your, like you can't do anything else if you're in that musical. Oh yeah. Which is dumb. Cause I always kind of want to do one, but. Kind of, yeah. I, would, I don't know. I'm 50, 50 when I, it was really funny. Cause like I always played like shows throughout the year, like mm-hmm. in college and, like, I ne- always knew that, like, teachers would not, like, care that you played it. But then I had, like, my senior recital, and, like, all, like, my music professors went easy on me. Like, when I was in, like, seminar, Dr. Ron was like, you're probably preparing for a recital, so, like, you probably aren't doing anything. I'm like, this is literally, like, I'm playing five songs one night. Like, I've done more, way, I've done way worse gigs on school nights, like, than yeah. this. And they all went easy on me. I'm like, how do you go easy on me on, like, my recitals that I'm not getting a grade for, but... Giving, but you don't give me crap and then like because i never complained about it to like mm-hmm. teachers like i oh, mean i just had a gig last night and i had no time you know i never yeah. did that and so and then it was like chicago and then dr Ron's like you know we got to step it up a little bit in class Sam, i know you did chicago and you're busy but you knew that coming in i was like i'm not even complaining about it i'm getting yelled at for it <laughs> i was like come on i know an excuse you want to say but you aren't yeah i know like i have i could 
definitely make up excuses, but excuses are for like the blowing it, blowing a hole in your excuse before you even say it. I like it. It's like just like before I even was not gonna say it at all. Before you even think of trying that excuse, I'm not taking it. <laughs> but that five songs you're gonna do, <laughs> we'll give you a break for the week. That you know already. Like, like, just, like the, my music classes, they just gave me a break for an entire week. I was like, out. Oh. Save your voice. Make sure you save your voice. Don't don't try to talk and like about uh, songwriting and uh, technology and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't do anything different like the week or day of my like. I don't know. I feel like I'd be more worried of like not like saving your voice. Like do something opposite because it's like I don't like not talk all day any other time and I sing mm. fine. You know, so like yeah. like what if your voice isn't warmed up then because you didn't talk all day or something no it was like know. it was like half a gig for me and i'm like yeah i didn't do anything different than i always do yeah like senior styles well also it's songs i've except written except like the six shots of peppermint schnapps i took from ourselves because i was <laughs> terrified to go out there so i was kind of tipsy when I i've only had a really bad uh i was more than tipsy i was i was uh for the my recital it was the last time i played at the bay in Warrensburg you were at that show yeah so I was really nervous and so I took so I just upgraded like my anxiety medication so like I had still had a couple extra of like the lower dose I was on and so I was like I was kind of like shaky or something like that so I like took it and like I was fine and I felt fine and so I went out and played but what I didn't think of and then you bought me a beer afterwards mm-hmm. and I'm an enabler yeah it was just like a, <laughs> it was just a PBR and so I didn't I didn't think it through and be like I know how to take my meds and drink i know what to do but like i didn't think that i just took one <laughs> an extra from what i usually took and so i was pretty much gone <laughs> yeah that was a weird night uh, because i remember when i got there there was like an opening act for you or something mm-hmm. and it, the place was like fairly packed and i'm like wow yeah. hey give me a good show and then like he gets done and you're like setting up and then they kick all the miners out, which I guess was like everybody in the place. Yeah. So then there was like hardly anybody there for you, which is kind of sad. Um, but yeah, and then, which I was, I was fairly drunk. And then like, we went to like, my friend Austin. Yeah. We went to the after party there in his basement and there was a bunch, most of the miners had to leave. I think we're there, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was kind of an awkward party. Cause I think I was like the only one drunk there. So that it's just kind <laughs> of like, and that's, I don't know if you ever, is anyone's ever experienced being the only drunk person in a place. Yeah. It's kind of cool, but it's also kind of weird, especially when you don't really know anybody. Yeah. Well. It's just kind of an awkward scenario. <laughs> oh, totally. That was, yeah, that was a weird night. Uh, but yeah, I'm coming back around to Warrensburg on touring a couple months you know well you'll see I'll tell you all the tour dates when I get to them but uh yeah we're gonna try to do if I'm at the bay we're gonna try to do it like maybe a 9 or 8 p.m. start yeah. so actually like we can actually have a crowd yeah hopefully <laughs> maybe have an after party afterwards or something like that at the there bay. you go like at a fun the bay. After, something like that oh speaking of the bay <clears throat> also bringing it on back you ever been to bass karaoke no. Might be the worst thing. Yeah, I've heard I've it was, ever, I've heard it was pretty bad. Which means I've gone several times. Um <laughs> Well it's like uh well Tuesday night they do trivia at the granary, which mm-hmm. is fun. And they also do bottomless cup there. So like you ten dollars you get like the uh the uh Hey what's oh, up? What's up? Danny's what's up? here. We're doing a podcast. Good. What all have we covered so far? 
Mostly drunk in karaoke. Ah, uh, classic. <laughs> That's my roommate Danny. He just came home. I consider this home now. I was having this conversation the other day with somebody. It's like, well, it's like, I don't know. They're talking about like if I was home and I was like, do you mean like my parents' house or like Warrensburg? And they didn't know what they meant for the question. I'm like, I don't either because it's like, I don't really live there anymore. You know, like, yeah. but it was your home. So Basically, little, yeah. Once I moved to Warrensburg, it was like, this is my home now. But anyway, so yeah, I guess I consider this home because it's where I live full time. But anyway back to the base karaoke yeah so they do bottomless cup like 10 bucks you get like the uh well drinks and you mm-hmm. just can have as many as you want basically yeah. from like 9 to 11 or something and so then a lot of times we're drunk enough we decide to stumble on over to the base karaoke yeah. which is a shit show like it is like nobody's there they have that one like really really tall bouncer that also works at papa john's he's always there and then mm-hmm. they have like one bartender and it's very strange how it works. there's hardly anybody usually there like we usually like if our group of like six to eight go we usually like double the people in the bar um last time i we went there was just just one random guy that just kept singing songs and was just terrible at all of them yeah. like um but it, their karaoke system is really weird too it's just like through youtube and they yeah. just like it's basically it looks like it's like chromecast or something and they just like cast it from like the the bartender's phone mm-hmm. so yeah it's pretty shitty i mean you're on stage so i guess that's kind of cool but yeah last time i went i was pretty drunk so i decided which sadly my phone reset so i lost all my, my notes i usually keep like notes on my phone of songs that i can karaoke yeah because Naturally, when you're drunk, you pick songs that you think you can karaoke. Oh, definitely. And then you start them, and you're like, oh, God, why did I That's like, this? yeah, living on a prayer. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> so you always want to try something out in your car first before you give it the mm-hmm. okay, because there's, you know, a lot of songs have maybe, like, bridges you didn't know happened, or, yeah. well, that's way higher than I thought, like, <laughs> which was this exact scenario, was, I was feeling festive, so I did All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, and I just, like... I could not find like a comfortable octave to sing it in. That's because yeah. like it was just like it was like too high to sing it like just like in like the octave down male register mm-hmm. from her voice, and, and then I would try try to sing a little bit up in like falsetto like in her yeah, and that was too high as well. But then it was just like really low and weird sounding if I dropped it an octave, so that was weird as well. Mm-hmm. So I was just like. I just was like, that song's one of those where you're really finishing weird. up and you just kind of apologize to the Sorry, bar. Yes. I, I think, so I'm working on... You tend to be a little drunker than you are, so mm-hmm. it's okay. <laughs> I'm probably going to release the Christmas album next year, so I worked on an arrangement of All I Want for Christmas is You. And uh, for some reason, because I had to change, the first thing I did was change the key. And like, so I think she does it in B flat. And I, the key I'm doing it in is C, so it's like an octave down. Mm-hmm. But then I'm still singing, like, I still get that nice falsetto high, you, or whatever, yeah. you know, at the end of it. So I don't know how, like, so this song is just generally high altogether. Yeah, it it was, uh, and I also didn't know it as well as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So. We finally got an audience member for this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm ready to join in whenever you need me to. <laughs> I recorded... Off. I recorded my friend Austin's episode yesterday, which is the second episode in this in the launch week five episodes, and his girlfriend was just sitting there, and then he's uh, telling a story which 
of a night I blacked out and she thought I was flirting with her, which, nah, I just get really friendly when I'm drunk. Which is flirting, yeah. Which I guess to most people is flirting. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, in Missouri is flirting, which in, in Tennessee is just being a nice person. You're only ten nicey. <laughs> you try that one down there? Does that one work well? No, because I... <laughs> Not really, yeah. That's not... I don't really use that. I think that'd be a pretty good one. I was like, you're all, are you from Tennessee? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'd go well. <laughs> are you from Tennessee? Yeah. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> all right so uh, now we're nearing the end of the recording, so this is the part I make all my friends who are my... Uh, Michael Strahan to my Kelly Ripa for my podcast who are just my co-hosts instead of like interviewer mm-hmm. um, you have to tell good uh, Sam Schwegler stories your favorite ones of the uh, of your lifetime my favorite Sam Schwegler stories since this is the Schwegcast <laughs> Danny what's so funny that's the name of the show um, I have I have a few good ones um, like I say again we lived on the same floor my freshman year and uh how Sam and I really got to know each other was because his roommate and my roommate liked to smoke weed together. <laughs> so that's kind of how, like, somehow we got to know each other because we just kind of like... Um, well, I think Sam complained because I always made them, like, go air out in Wyatt's room instead of mine, <laughs> well, was, which was, was Sam's room. I made him go air out in there because I didn't want my room smelling like weed. So then <laughs> Sam was complaining about his room smelling like weed well, all the time. It wasn't bad that it was, like, just if it's Joe, it was just Wyatt walking in and... Uh, like doing stuff but then it was like when a second person who smells exactly the same comes in the room you're just like oh my gosh this is overpowered so he was like yeah so I, I think Sam was just like complaining to me about how um we should have done we should have just like had him switch we should I just mean you should have been roommates for the second semester and then those two so yeah they could have their I would have probably like worked out better <laughs> then they just would have been hot boxing in their dorm room like 24-7 yeah which would have been great. They probably would have waited to even less classes than they already did. <laughs> yeah, I know. Was like... um, and then there was also freshman year. There was this one time that, uh, I don't know, I think maybe hanging out in Matt's room. And uh, Sam was in there. And all of a sudden, he left. And didn't really like say anything. He just kind of like left the room. And then all of a sudden, it smelled terrible. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Sam just like <laughs> farted and just like hit and run on us and just <laughs> dropped, dropped a big one and then just like stormed out. We all just like, remember like this. we all just like look at each other like, he's kidding me. Like because typically I'm you typically if I like typically if I fart and leave the room I usually make an effort to say something and then do it. <laughs> so, I don't think he knew us very well, which was like part of the weird part. So that he, I think he just kind of ducked out. Oh, man, I don't even remember that. That yeah. was good. Um, and speaking of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would have wanted to be Sam's roommate because I helped him move out of his apartment um, a couple months ago or whatever. Whatever. And uh, and his bedroom floor was just like covered with like broken Pringles and Pop Tarts. <laughs> Like I we moved like under, a chair under the bed. We were like moved a chair or the bed or something, and it was just like looked like a whole tube of Pringles was just underneath there and crumbs. Probably what happened. <laughs> I, I, that was like my Pringles phase. 
Mm-hmm. And, now, then, and then there was like an empty like 64 pack of pop tarts in the corner or something. That like I got and then like didn't even eat half of them. I feel like so bad. Mm. I don't know how you don't eat pop tarts, man. It's like, yeah, that was that was surprising to me too. Maybe I ate a ton and then like got really sick of them. After I get, yeah, have any more Sam stories for? Sorry, I'm yawning. That's an on-air yawn. Mm-hmm. Um, good Sam stories. You can tell uh, the on-campus tour. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I don't think I was ever more upset with Sam than which the, everyone gets like one than this that moment. Just get really pissed off at me. Um, Sam has this thing that he likes to do. He did it first time it happened to me was like uh, at a quick trip. And it was a pretty busy quick trip, and I'm on the opposite side of the store as he is, and he just yells out, Caleb, found that anal cream you were looking for. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, that that's stuff Sam does. But anyway, I was uh, basically, uh, I was on a, I, I did campus tours back in my undergrad. I did, like, did the tours, and... It always seemed like every damn time I did a tour, I would run into Sam at Einstein's. Um, he was just like sitting there between class, I think, like no, on his computer or something. No, it was because what we were doing was, uh, we always ate uh, in the union on Fridays, and uh, like I had to wait. Oh, uh, yeah, you were tour. Waiting, yeah, you were waiting for the tour to get done so we our group would eat. But yeah, so he'd always be there. Usually, he'd just be like, like him and like Josh would be there. They'd just kind of be like, hey. Hey Caleb, hey hello, hey hello, which was like fine. It was sometimes whatever. we did a round of applause. Yeah, Caleb, yeah. It, usually it was fine, but that that one day, <laughs> I don't remember. Was it anal cream? I don't remember exactly. It was, it was rash. I, I at least said rash cream. I was like, thank God I didn't say anal cream. Yeah, you like said you left uh, like my rash cream in your car or something like that, and then <laughs> it was just very awkward because. You know, my tour, I don't know, it was not, not a good time. I lit into Sam pretty good on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I kind of knew that was uh, what I shouldn't have said once it came out. Almost as bad as the, the time I lit into Topher because um, he kept sending out this dick photo of Terrence Dick, like in our like uh, probationary classes for our fraternity, like our probationary class, like group chat, mm-hmm. and... Like, my phone went off, and I, I was, like, holding it, so then it just, like, popped up, mm-hmm. and, like, Dr. St. George was, like, half looking over my shoulder when it sent it, so I'm pretty sure he saw that dick photo on my phone. So that was just, like, I'm, like, you got it. Like, I just, like, I got pretty mad. I was, like, you can't do that. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't be sending out, like, photos of junk, <laughs> You know, when I'm in class, like, like this can't happen. Like, well, I used to do so. You know the the infamous uh, suspender pic of me. Yeah. So it's a picture of me. For those of you who don't know. Oh my God, I have a. There's a story of that too. Well, I don't know if you're telling the same story. This is about Matt Cook. Yes. Okay. And jazz band. Yeah. Okay. You, you, okay. You can tell the story. You're better. I was. Yeah. We were both in there. I think. Uh, no, this was like because I, I I took it. Was it? Was I on there? Maybe you just tell me. But <laughs> God, this story. Um, so anyway, Sam, 
Sam should probably just make this photo like the cover photo for this like podcast because <laughs> make it better. Um, but anyway, Sam has this uh, like photo of himself like shirtless with like a mustache and suspenders that and a bow tie, and it just usually he memes it to say like moist or something like that. I don't know, but he likes to just send it out all the time to random people whenever. Um, so one day Matt Cook was in jazz band and Dr. Aberg, who's kind of a Cool guy, but he's kind of a yeah. I'd consider him an awkward kind of guy. So, you know, a lot of times. My former boss and my former composition yes. writing teacher. <laughs> yeah, he knows both Sam and Matt very well, which I don't <laughs> know if makes this better or worse. I think it makes it better. Um, yeah, it depends whose eyes is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so Matt was there, and he had his phone sitting on his stand, um, and. Dr. Aberg came around and they were like working on something in the music or like Matt was pointing to something and they were sitting there. So Aberg was looking at a stand as well and Sam sends him the photo. <laughs> and so it just like lights up, <laughs> like it pulls it up on the phone, like the thumbnail of it pretty big. And it's just that. And it's Sam sitting there and, uh, and then Dr. Aberg's like eyes like le- go towards it. And then he just kind of like, like kind of looks up and then just doesn't really say anything and walks back to his like podium. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, everyone, I think it was like, okay. I mean, like, literally everyone in the band had seen it anyway, so <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, it's one of those photos, too. Like, people were like, Are you worried, like, about sending it? And I was like, No, not really. No one's, if someone posts online, this just looks worse for them than it does for me. <laughs> yeah, so I can only assume Dr. Aberg thinks um, Sam and Matt were gay lovers. Yeah, we hung out all the time, too. So. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know who it's worse for, me or uh, him. <laughs> trying to think when the last last time Sam sent it to me it was pretty fairly recently oh uh, it was actually like a oh I remember this because it was uh, it was on Facebook Messenger because some reason like you weren't getting my texts yeah I was having trouble getting multimedia messages so I wasn't getting like all thousand of Sam's memes he was sending me which wasn't a huge deal but <laughs> so I didn't really bring it up to him because that time I don't respond to the memes anyway, so he probably didn't notice any wiser. Oh, here it was. I uh, My phone did that reset, so I lost the contacts, my contacts, and so people would text me. They're like numbers, and um, Sam sends me this um, meme of sexy Jesus, like showing a little bit of his ass and putting his finger in front of his mouth, like shh. And it says, eat some of this cake, and... I can only I I I didn't have his number, so I only assumed it was Sam. Like, like who else would send this? So I send back Sam question mark, and then I get this. I get the photo that says moist. <laughs> yeah, I made a second version. It was just it's the same photo, it just says moist. Mm-hmm. So, which is Sam's favorite word. Which also, I just now realized in this photo that you are wearing belt. And suspenders, so yeah. it seems like you're probably a very insecure guy. I'm seem like <laughs> is that what that means? I, didn't, I don't really know how to wear suspenders. The suspenders. Well, it just seems like you're, you know, you're you're extra cautious. You know, if one gives out, you do have a backup pant holding method. Is that kind of like the thought process behind that? Oh no. Okay, so here's the story I was thinking of, and I was just like, I texted your phone not working, and you were like, new phone, who dis? And I'm like, and you said, and I said, Caitlyn Jenner. And you're just like, send nudes. And then you were like, cue Sam sending bow tie pick. 
ha, beat you. And I'm like, I was literally getting ready. I was like pulling it up on my phone, getting ready to send it. When was this? Um, let's see. I'm funny. What is... Okay, November 24th. So, legit, like, almost a month ago. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm... Yeah, you, you well you you just know me that well. <laughs> Cue Sam sending bow tie pick. And then like then you, oh yeah, you spin back, yeah, I got you figured out. And I'm like, be careful, the inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. And it's like the picture of Patrick like thinking the milk falling over. <laughs> Which no one thinks is as funny as I. And then uh and then you proceeded to go ahead and send me the photo no, and, it's and a, another meme. It's a, it's a photo, get you a man who can do both. So it's me uh, in the suspenders. And then the second one's me holding my friend, my baby niece. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not a man you need, guys. Just <laughs> get you a man who you can do you both. Don't, you don't need that. <laughs> I don't blame him. I get a man who can do both. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Caleb, you have any last words before we sign off? Nah. All right. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Schwedcast. Remember, you can ask any and all questions by emailing theschwedcast at gmail.com, and you can always find out more at samschwedmusic.com. Thank you to all our sponsors today, and uh, remember to stay awesome. Mm-hmm.